RTHK News. It's one o'clock on Benche. The headlines. The chief executive thanks Beijing for solving the SAR's problems through electoral reforms. Filmgoers mourn the demise of UA Cinemas, which is closing its doors because of the pandemic. And the Duke and Duchess of Sussex explain their decision to quit as working members of the British royal family. The chief executive Carrie Lam has thanked Beijing for solving the SAR's problems through political reforms, saying it's difficult for Hong Kong to handle what she called loopholes in its electoral system on its own. The CE said the Beijing-led reforms are timely, legal and constitutional, and the one country, two systems principle needed to get back on the right track. She rejected suggestions that the city is going backwards on democracy. So it would be very wrong to perceive what the central authorities are now doing as a retrogression. It is trying to remedy the deficiencies in the electoral system, put it back into its proper contest of one country, two systems, ensuring that we are able to safeguard national security, development interests, and the long-term stability and prosperity in Hong Kong so that it could then move forward. Because if it is outside those fundamental principles, we would not be making any progress whatsoever. Mrs. Lam added that there won't be any public consultation exercise, but the government and lawmakers would listen to the view of the views of the public. The CE was asked if the public would still take elections here seriously when the system is designed to favor certain candidates, with many screening and vetting involved. She stressed that the reforms are only meant to ensure that patriots rule Hong Kong. It is only when that is assured that we could ensure the stability and prosperity of Hong Kong. We could uh, effectively uh, safeguard Hong Kong SAR's constitutional order under the basic law. And we could also effectively resolve those uh, deep-seated problems uh, in Hong Kong and achieve Hong Kong's prosperity and stability. Once Hong Kong people realize all these uh, justifications, I'm sure that they will take this, uh, these elections very seriously. She also said it's logical that the election committee, election committee would happen before the next LegCo race, signaling the possibility for a further postponement of the LegCo poll. Earlier, the chairman of the Democratic Party, Lo Kin Hei, says the political vetting that Beijing proposes under a sweeping overhaul of the SAR's electoral system will deter him from joining future elections. Beijing plans sweeping changes to ensure that only patriots rule Hong Kong and subversion is stamped out. Mr. Lo said every new measure proposed by Beijing made him less and less interested in campaigning in future polls, and the scope for pro-democracy candidates is becoming much smaller. I believe that the, the room for us to participate is much uh, smaller and uh, the way they try to uh, stop us from running is, is really clear. There are a lot of different uh, uh, different stages, different mechanisms to bar anybody from, from running, uh, from disqualifying, from vetting, from uh, getting the uh, nominations and 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 actually the total number the to- the proportion of uh, the directly elected legislative councillor will be uh, reduced at least from half to one third. The National People's Congress is expected to vote on a bill this week that would empower the election committee that selects the chief executive to also nominate and pick LegCo members. 
Separately, former Democratic Party chairwoman Emily Lau says Beijing's planned changes to Hong Kong's electoral system will erase all the democratic progress that the city's made in recent years. Speaking on an RTHK program, the former lawmaker says many people here feel that the drastic changes are regressive. However, Hong Kong's sole National People's Standing Committee member Tam Yu Chong says he believes Beijing still wants the SCR to have universal suffrage in the long run. He says the overhaul involves changes to two annexes of the basic law, not the main text of the mini-constitution. Mr. Tam says Beijing believes that they need to introduce the changes to make sure that one country, two systems can carry on, following the anti-extradition protests in 2019. UA Cinemas says it's closing its doors in Hong Kong, blaming the devastating impact on the industry from the pandemic. The company's website and Facebook page haven't been accessible to the public since last night, but an official closure notice was posted this morning. Local cinemas were allowed to reopen in mid-February this year after having to close for more than two months during the pandemic as part of the government's social distancing measures to fight the coronavirus outbreak. Film critic Daniel Chan says that while it's sad to see the 36-year-old cinema chain go, the ecosystem of the movie industry has been evolving. We should be hopeful. I mean, there's an, I mean, apart from um, closing UA Cinema, I guess some of you might have known that there is an opening of a new cinema called Golden Scene Cinema. You know, it used to be a distributor, but now they own a cinema in Canada Town. So I think that is still hope. So I think UA means this kind of this sort of business kind of cinema operation is maybe a bit outdated. That's why, you know, they cannot really sustain. But I see, you know, because there's also Netflix, there's also online streaming, there are a lot of platforms we can explore. Filmgoers said they'll miss the cinema chain. Lee, who was hoping to watch Soul with her mom at UA Cinemas in Times Square, said they were surprised by the closure. She said the UA Cinema at Times Square had been her go-to theatre since she was a child. Ms Lee criticised the government for doing little to help businesses through the tough times. I feel sad. I want to buy ticket yesterday. We came back here now and they are closed. We are so unexpected and yeah, I feel sad. We know that government can do something for them, but they didn't do anything in this period. Mr. and Mrs. Zhang are also frequent visitors to UA cinemas. They said it meant fewer choices for consumers and many people losing their jobs. Medical experts say the COVID-19 vaccination drive should continue, but urged the government to allay public fears over possible side effects. Concern over vaccination has surged after two chronically ill patients were sent to intensive care on the weekend after receiving Sinovac jabs. And last week, two chronically ill people died just days after getting the same jab. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, William Choi, said data did not show the inoculation to be directly linked to worsening chronic illnesses, but stressed that experts need to look at whether there were any possible indirect links. The vaccine actually may trigger some low-grade inflammation of the blood vessel, and it may deteriorate the formation of the blood clot in the blood vessel, and it will be causing stroke and myocardial infarction. But up to now, we have to wait for the expert group to tell us whether there's an indirect causing of the stroke and the myocardial infarction of the two persons due to the low-grade inflammation by the vaccine. 
Infectious disease expert Lang Chi Chu also said some elderly may feel stress after the incidents, causing a rise in blood pressure, dizziness, or vomiting during inoculation. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have given a deeply personal account on U.S. television of their reasons to quit as working members of the British royal family last year. In their first major interview together since moving to California, Prince Harry and his wife Meghan were critical of other members of the royal household. She was asked by Oprah Winfrey if she'd considered taking her own life. So were you thinking of harming yourself? Were you having suicidal thoughts? Yes. This was very, very clear, very clear and very scary. And, you know, I didn't know who to even turn to in that. Yeah. It was like, these are the thoughts that I'm having in yes. the middle of the night that yeah. are very clear. Clarification. And I'm scared. Hundreds of protesters demanding justice for George Floyd have been marching through the U.S. city of Minneapolis on the eve of the trial of a white policeman charged with his murder. Video showed the officer, Derek Chauvin, pinning him down for more than eight minutes in May last year. As Mr. Floyd said, I can't breathe. Speaking on CBS, the Floyd family's lawyer, Ben Crump, said he hoped President Biden was paying attention. Millions of black people went out and voted with George Floyd on their mind. And so it is my hope that President Biden, who said that this was going to be a priority for him to get police and reform, that he will not ever forget those conversations with George Floyd family. A Christian pastor in the United States has been widely condemned for telling his congregation that women should look good for their men. Stuart Allen Clark told the congregation in Missouri that men wanted their wives to look good at home and in public. The BBC's Charlotte Gallagher has more. It sounds like the congregation may have been stunned into almost silence after the comments. The preacher at the Malden First General Baptist Church in Missouri went on to criticise women for wearing sweatpants and pyjamas and referred to one woman as a sumo wrestler. He also gave advice on makeup, hairstyles, fashion and sex. Mr Clark, who appeared to be holding a Bible, also stressed the importance of men having a beautiful woman on their arm and used a meme of a distracted boyfriend to tell women not to give him a reason to be looking around. The South Korean government says it's reached agreement with the United States on Seoul's contribution to the cost of the U.S. troop presence on the peninsula. The issue had cast a pall over the security alliance under former President Donald Trump, who repeatedly accused South Korea of freeloading. Washington stations 28,500 troops in the country. The Trump administration initially insisted on $5 billion U.S. billion a year, a more than five-fold increase on the $920 million required under the previous deal, which expired at the end of 2019. Seoul didn't say how much it would pay under the deal. The vice chairman of the National Development and Reform Commission, Ning Jihe, says China's economy continued to recover in the first two months of this year. Mr. Ning says consumption in the retail and catering sectors rose 29% in February year-on-year, year, while box office revenue last month broke and reached 12.2 billion yuan. But he noted that the economy still faced challenges because of the pandemic, with domestic consumption and growth in investment still constrained.
To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.43 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 72 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,702. That's 405 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $142 billion. And now to the sports. Here's Atom Jang. We start with football's Manchester Derby, where City's 21-match winning streak ends in a home defeat to United. Oh, Shaw. This is a bright run forward from him. Uh, it gives it a rash, but then back to Shaw. Who scores? It's 2 0 to Manchester United, and it's Luke Shaw who scored it. A low shot from the angle across Edison into the bottom corner. It's 2 0 to Manchester United. United made a quick start with Bruno Fernandes scoring from the penalty spot on two minutes. Luke Shaw made it 2-0 early in the second half and that was the way it finished. City still hold a commanding 11-point lead at the top of the English Premier League, but United are unbeaten in 22 league games away from home, including 14 wins. Liverpool dropped a sixth consecutive game at Anfield where they were beaten by relegation threat and Fulham. Mario Lamina scored at the stroke of halftime for the game's only goal. Fulham moved level on points with Brighton who are one place above the drop zone. Scott Parker is the Fulham manager. It's a big win. Uh, happy for the players and the team because they didn't they, they got nothing short of what they deserve today. Overall on all-round performance for us which I'm very proud of. Liverpool are now four points outside the top four, having won just one of their last seven league games. Tottenham climbed above them with a 4-1 thrashing of Crystal Palace. There were two goals each for Harry Kane and Gareth Bale. Spurs are up to fifth. In Spain, Joan Laporta has returned as Barcelona president after winning the club's elections by a landslide, beating out the other two candidates by taking 54% of the votes. The BBC's Daniel Wittenberg has more. Joan Laporta comes back to a club in crisis on and off the pitch. He faces the challenges of rebuilding Barcelona's squad and its finances. Laporta was previously president during one of the side's most successful periods. His immediate priority will be keeping their star player from that era, Lionel Messi, whose contract expires within months. Barcelona has been among the big clubs hardest hit by the pandemic, its debts doubling to well over half a billion dollars. Laporta replaces businessman Josep Maria Bartomeu, who resigned in October. On the pitch, the Madrid derby at the Metropolitano finished one all. Karim Benzema scored a late equaliser for Real after Luis Suarez had put the host in front. And in basketball, Anthony Simons has become the first player of the Portland Trailblazers to win the NBA slam dunk contest. The 6-3 guard used a final round, one-handed, kiss-the-rim dunk to beat out Obi Toppin of the New York Knicks. Simons has recorded only two dunks during games this season, 15 in his career. The All-Star Game finished 170-150 to for Team LeBron. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Atom. And that's the news from RTHK. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion, and I'm usually quite laid back. But you can count me in to fight COVID-19. Here are my tips. Don't go to work and seek medical advice promptly if you're unwell. Avoid eating out or going out if it's not necessary. Keep at least one meter apart from others and avoid contact with people who show symptoms. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. 
These are the tips for us to prevent COVID-19. I will help fight the virus. I will protect Hong Kong. The government has launched the Leave Home Safe mobile app for everyone to keep visit records. Remember to use the app to scan QR codes of designated venues. Visit records will only be kept in your phone. If you went somewhere visited by a confirmed patient around the same time, the app will automatically alert you and give health advice. Use the app together. Feel at ease when going out. Let's fight the virus. Scan with Leave Home Safe.